0: Good evening. You're listening to KCSB News, your local community radio news program from the Santa Barbara area. I'm Ashley Rush, joined by KCSB news reporters, Cecilia Aiden and Crystal Martinez. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. In tonight's newscast,
1: we bring you a future episode of recapping the groundbreaking agreement reached Wednesday by the University Council American of Teachers and the UC.
0: Averting plans for a UC-wide strike on Wednesday, the union has called the agreement the, quote, best contract in its history.
2: But it's been a long road to get here, with plenty of obstacles
1: along the way. Remember, you're listening to KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. Stay tuned.
2: So to start things off, who are the UC lecturers and what is UC AFT? UCAFT, which stands for the University Council American Federation of Teachers, is a union that represents 6,500 UC lecturers who teach one third of undergraduate courses.
1: But they're also non tenured, meaning little job security and family leave benefits, as well as lower salaries than their tenured colleagues. UC AFT has been pushing for lecturer contracts for over three and a half years.
0: An investigation from Matters found that a quarter of lecturers leave the UC annually, even as the system hires more of them.
2: The union this is primarily due to little job UC security, in addition to employee reviews January until at least six years of continuous employment. Reports. The lecturers' contracts expired a year later in 2020, leaving UC lecturers to work without one. The union voted in May of this year to authorize a strike, after over a year and a half with negotiations and no settlement made.
1: Informational pickets were held across UC campuses in mid-October, detailing the bargaining process and seeking to inform the community about what the lecturers were
0: pushing for.
1: Who are we? UCLT. UCLT. What do we
0: need? we need? Job security! At UCSB's are picket we... under Stork Tower on October 13th, KCSB's Marshall Mueller spoke with Bill Quirk, executive director of UC AFT, who outlines what the union is asking of the UC.
3: Uh, Our union, our teaching faculty union, has been in contract negotiations for two and a half years. And we have been unable to reach an agreement with the university about very basic job security provisions. Such as what? So we are asking that the university commit to rehiring lecturers when they have been evaluated and had a positive evaluation and when, the, and when courses that they're qualified to teach are going to be offered. Currently, the university has no obligation to rehire somebody who's doing a great job and the courses that they teach are still being offered. They can hire anybody off the street. And what this results in is a really high turnover rate amongst teaching faculty. 25% of teaching faculty every year churn out of the university. Wow. And our language would, uh, would do a lot to control that and to reduce that turnover. So okay. it's just simply about the right to be rehired when we perform well and the courses we're qualified to teach are being offered. The university will not commit to those basic, basic job, job security provisions.
2: Back in October, Quirk compared the treatment of UC lectures to basic job security provisions of other workplaces in the public and private sector.
3: This is an informational picket, which means that we are uh, educating the campus community about our contract campaign, about the fact that President Drake has ignored this fight for two and a half years, and about the fact that the job security provisions that we're asking for are so basic and are standard in the community college system, in the CSU system, and in many, many other workplaces just in the the public and private sector, right? The concept of sort of merit rehiring based on merit um, so there's a review and the courses are already being offered is is so standard right in most workplaces most workplaces want to hire people who they've evaluated and have proven themselves and done a good job and offer some security for the stability of their business or whatever Correct. Yeah. and it the same is true here what we're trying to offer is excellent instruction to UC students And the university's current policy totally undermines that. And it's no longer acceptable to us. We're going to change this in this contract. And if that means we have to strike, we will. We're hoping that events like this will convince the university that we are committed to these demands and also demonstrate that the campus community supports these demands in order to elevate the quality of instruction and in order to provide some security in teaching faculty lives.
1: The union had originally voted back in May for a legal, protected strike if the UC continued to fail to address the issues lecturers laid out.
0: A legally protected strike would prevent the union from striking over contract-related negotiations like salary and job stability until the However, close of an impasse as that period, government-mandated period of UC mediation AFT between began the
2: UC and possibility the union, of an according to the Daily Nexus. In early this strike would not be subject to impasse proceedings, according to the Daily Nexus.
1: That brings us to this week. An unfair labor strike was planned to halt instruction for two days. Yesterday, Wednesday, November 17th, and today, Thursday, November 18th. Union officials had said they would strike regardless of what happened before Wednesday, according to Cal Matters. With lecturers on strike, more than a third of classes would be canceled. At UCSB, the strikers planned to march from Stork Tower to Henley Gate.
0: In response, the UC system called the strike unnecessary, saying that they were, quote, disappointed in the union's decision and that, quote, withholding instruction is grossly unfair to our students and, even and a strike does not move us closer to a reaching. contract, Roughly unquote.
2: 700 tenor and tenor track professors across the UC system pledged to join lecturers at the picket lines.
0: According to CalMatters, the Faculty Association of UC Professors wrote that Drake's office will, quote, be responsible for the disruption to campus operations if they do not settle this contract, end quote.
1: Just hours before the strike was scheduled to begin on Wednesday, those who plan to attend woke up to surprising and exciting news in their inboxes.
0: An email read That we're proud to announce the news that today's strike is cancelled as UCAFT has reached a tentative agreement with the historic agreement had been reached,
2: granting lecturers greater job stability, specific and transparent performance review criteria, increased compensation and expanded eligibility for paid medical leave, among other provisions.
1: In place of the scheduled strikes at 10 a.m., a celebration was planned, attracting participants across the UC system to attend in
0: place of the picket lines. At Stork Tower, we asked attendees how they I felt about the it's news of an agreement. In One participant, Chase, was, you know, we said he woke prepared. up ready to We've strike, but was surprised and excited to hear the, the, the settlement.
4: Other have been doing a lot more work than I have to sort of get us ready to this point of being able to strike. And so I was, you know, I was ready to do that. Uh, but, the point of the strike obviously was to get a better contract and now we have a an agreement on the table and I think it's it's a it's a it's an accomplishment. So I'm I'm happy that you know we have we had movement in negotiations.
2: We asked Chase if this was the outcome he expected, which led him to reflect on the power of collective
4: action. I, I honestly didn't expect it. Um, we had Within the union, we've been talking about the possibility that the strike would be canceled because there would be a last minute agreement. And I just didn't really think that would happen, um, in part because we've been talking about over and over how, you know, there's been an impasse for like two, two and a half years. Um, negotiations haven't been working. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was expecting this, but I, I'm happy, yeah, I'm happy about it. I guess how I think about institutions and how I think about meaningful change that happens is. You need organized groups of people making demands and sort of making, making clear what isn't working, right? So that to me, that's what a union is good at. It's making, it's sort of gathering everyone's voices and collecting them to make a point to the institutions that working conditions aren't, um, aren't accessible, right? And then some change comes about. So, I mean, I, I personally hope there is more and more movement around the housing crisis. Um, the students and faculty are facing, or also, you know, around the credit shortage, you know, the lack of classes for mm-hmm. students to be able to take. Um, I think those are both. Um, we're, we're we're in a poor situation with regard to those things, and I think collective action uh, could play a role in getting those.
1: One tenured UCSB faculty member Nationally, spoke at Wednesday's celebration to remind participants
5: of all of the UC lecture jobs experience, are saying the that they are the
1: backbone track. of the university. So not
5: only are we living in the consequences, right, of the great financial crisis that you know happened in 08, but the slow decimation of the university that has happened decades before. But we are also living in the consequence of a university that has chosen to build itself, build its austerity politics built its privatization politics on the backs of lower to middle to working class students who went to university and who went to grad school thinking, right, that they would that it would give them a better living, right? Because here's what happens when you are a lecturer versus having a stable job. You don't know when you will get rehired the next year. So you're teaching, you're breaking your back to teach about twice the number of classes that somebody with a tenure track job does. You wake up at 5 a.m., you sleep at midnight to desperately prepare yourself for the next class. You're so mentally exhausted. A full-time tenure track, a full-time lecturer load at the UC is nine courses a year. Nine courses a year. And a full-time tenure track appointment is four courses a year. So double the teaching load and think then about what it means for a lecturer to want Secure employment. Lecturers are 43% of all, all faculty. They get 19% of the pay. They teach a third of classes at the UCs. They deserve better. Senate faculty should be doing more. More of them should be here. More of us should have canceled our classes and respected the picket line more of us should continue to make sure that we fight so that this tentative agreement becomes a contract in which we are actively advocating for the stability of jobs for our, um, for our colleagues. <laughs> lecturers are the backbone of this university. We wouldn't have a university without them. We wouldn't have a university without them. We wouldn't have a university without graduate students and lecturers. And to some extent, I think it's important to recognize that Senate faculty's ability, right, to be researchers and thinkers and all of the things that people get accolades for as academics is parasitic on that structure. And what that means for us is we have to sit with that. We have to sit with that and ask, what is the political consequence of this? What is the political consequence of a world in which Senate faculty see ourselves as a separate category? right from the people on whose exploitation we depend to teach the majority of classes at the entry level that our students come into the university caring about.
0: After the celebration on Wednesday, KCSB's Marshall Mueller sat down uh, with lecturer uh, Jared Henderson, who reflected on the historic agreement
6: and outlined in more detail what it means for lecturers. Uh, in the past 18 months through the coronavirus pandemic um, the way in which people could very much um, and very quickly um, lose their source of income. Uh, So having multi-year contracts uh, will be a really benefit for lecturers across the UC system.
7: And do you know which job stability provisions are taking effect?
6: So as I said, um, I think One of the things that I'm interested in is sort of seeing like the full robust version of what this new contract looks like. Um, We've only sort of seen snippets from both the university side and the union side. Um, So I think the most exciting part uh, is that it allows for people to plan their futures to plan ahead to know that Um, after one quarter or two quarters, or in this case now two and three years that they will have work in the future. Uh, And for um, most of my colleagues, I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind.
7: All right, and I was curious as to what a senior continuing lecturer was.
6: Um, That's an excellent question. Um, So uh, there are a series of what we consider, think about as hierarchies um, amongst the people at the university uh, who teach um, and research there. So uh, there are lecturers like myself who can go through um, a process whereby you start as a, what they call a pre-six lecturer. Um, and then after six years you become a continuing lecturer and then following um, another sort of period of time, you can sort of go through um, sort of evaluation and become promoted to a, continuing, a senior continuing lecturer, um, which still is separate from the whole category that we have Um, at the UCs of teaching professors and then research professors. So this is really good news for the lecturer category, Um, but I think, moving forward, one of the things that I would really like to see, um, is there a way to sort of move people from this sort of lecturer category to the teaching professor category? Because a lot of us are doing very similar types of jobs, um, yet those of us in the lecture category are still, um, even with the great historic contract that we've signed, right, are still sort of being exploited as a result of those sort of tiered systems.
7: And so, actually, on that note, do you think from the snippets that we've got of the contract, do you think the changes in compensation for salary is satisfactory enough?
6: Um, I think anytime anyone gets a wage increase, that is wonderful. Um, we all know that California is a very expensive place to live. Um, I also am cognizant that three and three and three and four, however that math works out, um, percentages, if you're starting from not a terribly large number is not going to be um, a terribly huge increase. Um, So it depends on where you are on the pay scale to begin with. So I think some of the new provisions around um, establishing scales and making sure that people go through that process will be really, really helpful working towards equity amongst my colleagues. Um, But I do, I mean, it's great, right? This is wonderful news, um, but I don't think anyone would ever turn away more money.
7: No, I think they wouldn't either. Um, now, looking through some of the contract that I could, I saw something about appointment letters. What are those?
6: Yeah, so um, in the before times, uh, every uh, lecturer would receive a letter, usually from the department chair in which they were working, that would stipulate um, the classes that they were teaching and sort of the work credit that they would get for those courses, uh, and that would that would translate into sort of like a percentage of uh, like a full time position or a full time equivalent. So some people, some lecturers, were working 100% of the time, and some lecturers are working like 20% of the time, and then you get paid based on the course in sort of those in those contexts. So. Um, As my understanding, and I've never had this problem in the history department, so I will be 100% upfront and honest about that, um, is that I know that people have um, got appointment letters after they were supposed to get appointment letters. Appointment letters were not clear for what their responsibilities were. Um, So just any sort of language, and it seems like there is certainly new language around sort of what the expectations are in these letters, the timing of these letters, um, will sort of make it just sort of that much more clear and more transparent for people to know what they can expect um, both for um, the people who are employing us, right, both for the university, um, but also for our own sort of sense of what our expectations are of our own work, um, if that kind of makes sense.
7: Thank you so much. And um, actually, considering lectures, uh, were there problems with medical leave and people with children specifically? And I believe somewhere it said that this was the cause of the strikes in the first place with the
6: Yeah, so I think one of the most, I mean, the thing that I'm most, I mean, I will say, grateful for a a, a pay increase, uh, but I think the thing that I'm most um, impressed by is the commitment that um, UCFT had um, to sort of ensuring some um, degree of paid family leave um, for for lecturers at the UC. And I think think that this is really important um, for a whole lot of reasons, um, just knowing that if you're, Going to be starting a family and you're off um, to start that family, literally to begin it, um, you have a job to come back to, right? It provides you with, again, sort of, I think I said this earlier, but that provides you with that stability. Um, and that, that's so fundamental for people um, because we can see, and we know this now um, very well, um, as historians also know this, um, but like it, it, it's important to sort of realize that these things can shift on a moment's notice. Um, so anything that allows people to plan is good, um, and it I think it's also connected to some of the bigger laws. Edit out, Jarrett. Um, I think the question about paid family leave is also connected to some bigger questions that are being discussed right now, not um, both in the United States, but in sort of other countries around around the world. Right, just to sort of keep in mind that these opportunities or these, these places, the, the way in which that providing leave for people, um, just make sure that it's a, it's a continuation of, um, like, continuation of learning for people. It's a continuation of people knowing this for their own job. Like, students will know that, like, this person is coming back. Um, the university will know that this person is coming back. It actually makes less work at the end of the day. Um, so having that sort of consistency really, really is significant.
7: Also, while I was looking at the language of the provisions that were signed in the contract, uh, I saw some language concerning uh, online instructions with the lectures and how that was concerning UCAFT and the contract. So, what were some of the previous problems with that?
6: Great. Yeah. I mean, we were all um, sort of thrust upon the world of online teaching um, and online learning and taking. Um, and I mean, this was the same for me, or for the teaching professors at UCSB, or the research professors at UCSB. None of us had really done this before. Um, the main difference is is that um, the teaching professors and the research professors at UC uh, had sort of provisions in place. Uh, they had. Uh, computers that they could use, they had um, research funds that they could dip into to buy microphones so they could record lectures. Uh, so so these sorts of like um, upfront costs that um, lecturers would have had to have paid in order to sort of do their job, um, sort of will hopefully sort of um, have been addressed, right, and sort of making sort of provisions to make sure that there are ways in which that the things that we need to do our jobs, whether or not they're on campus or at home, uh, are provided for us from the institution and not from our own um, paychecks to start with. Thank you so much
7: for answer- thank you so much for answering some of my questions about the language of the contract. And um, are you personally satisfied with the current outcome fr- of this signing of the contract today at 4 a.m.
6: Yeah, no, I woke up this morning, already to go to the picket line and uh, saw the email and I was like, oh, okay, now I need to um, readjust and rethink um, what today looks like. Yeah, I think overall, this is excellent. Um, I've seen uh, newspapers and various other sort of media call it historic, and I think that's really, really important to acknowledge. Uh, I think that I am interested to see what a five-year contract looks like, um, because one of the things that is important to keep in mind when you sign a contract for five years something really dramatic could happen in year three um, that would really sort of make the conditions that were negotiated three years ago kind of almost obsolete right um, so it's really sort of important to sort of be like acknowledge the sort of like scale of the five-year contract but also that there are there are sort of unpredicted things in our futures and it's not quite sure what Um, what that will look like when it comes into sort of contact, I guess, with the contract itself. I think it's also a really good um, indication of why collective action is still important. Uh, That the the mobilization of the uh, UC AFT uh, and the bargaining team and our sort of um, union fellows across um, the UC, Uh, also the support that we received from Senate faculty um, across the UCs, all of this sort of like reminds people of why unions are a good thing, right? Like it reminds people of the ways in which unions can work, especially at a time when we see increasing inequality in our world um, and sort of the number of people who are union workers going down, right? So like, it's a good reminder of why these things are so important uh, um, for us.
7: Yeah, that's a great point and a great takeaway. What course of action does UCAFT take from here?
6: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, it also feels a bit unfair, Marshall, um, to ask me that question at the moment that we just are trying to figure out what this new contract means. Um, but I think what um you will constantly see um is that we know that costs of living are going to keep going up um we know that things are always going to keep getting more expensive um so those sorts of um concerns are probably going to remain top of mind uh i think that there is certainly room um, to move around questions about health coverage um for uh for lecturers uh, at the ucs i think right now you have to be working 66% of a full-time job to get your health coverage um, so for those that are not um, that means that there's you still have no access to that, that coverage um, and coming from a place where everyone gets health coverage whether or not they have a job or not um, is, is something that I still keep trying to wrap my head around Um, And I think that, I mean, we know that all of the things that we have achieved in this contract can all be expanded and made even better. right? So I think the future uh, is going to look at ways in which this sort of initial work that is excellent can be expanded on and made even better.
2: More information on the details of the agreement can be found at ucaft.org. For a detailed overview of the union's negotiations with the UC over the past 20 months, visit calmatters.org.
1: KCSB News will continue to keep you informed with new developments on this ongoing story.